Welcome to Podly Women, a podcast full of faith, cake and laughter. In today's episode of Podly Women, Sheila and Katie discuss things that Christian women hear. Hi and welcome to Podly Women. This is me, Katie, and I'm joined by Sheila. Hello. <laughs> and this is our first time uh, recording when we're not actually in the room together. This is so, so... odd. I've got to say it. <laughs> this is really odd. <laughs> so we're just going to see how this goes. And, I could literally um, take you anywhere, Katie. I could be could, in the we... bath. I'm not, but I could be. <laughs> well, do you want to say where you are, Sheila? Um, I'm currently in my kitchen. Uh, surrounded by a heck of a lot of mess and on my laptop with the microphone and a cup of tea. It's lovely. There's no cake? I would like to say there's cake, but I have overdosed on savouries today. We had a picnic mm. yesterday and you know, like leftover picnic, it needs finishing. Oh, yeah. And I'm It'd the woman for waste. the job. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I, um, I'm sitting in my living room at our dining table and I've done that thing where you don't actually uh, wipe the table you just kind of brush all the crumbs into a pile oh no I've done that and so I'm like slightly surrounded by like a gruffalo cup and leftovers from dinner um and I'm I've just been eating a Nutella Nutella on toast other brands are available of um, course but I'm having a peppermint tea so that cancels it out right oh that's nice yeah I, I'm I'm having actually you know those ones that are meant to help you sleep really well yeah one of those does it work no but I, I'm an eternal, well, I'm an occasional eternal optimist. <laughs> Often when you're out shopping. Yeah. Good branding. <laughs> like, please let this be a miracle cure. <laughs> cool. Well, today we thought we could talk about the hashtag that has been on Twitter. Um, it's hashtag things Christian women here. And um, for those of you who aren't on Twitter, basically hashtags are kind of a way of organizing tweets. And so if you have a thought, you put the hashtag on and people can click on it and see a list of all the other people who are using that phrase. And um, it can, you can kind of be part of a global conversation in a way. And uh, yeah, that's what this um, the, what this uh, hashtag is. Shido, are you okay explaining it a little bit? Um, I can give it a go. I think it came from our lovely, lovely uh, friend of the pod, <laughs> Sarah Bessie. I say she's a friend of the pod. She doesn't know we exist, but I like she to doesn't. think of us on but I think some we level. We might tag her friends. so that she knows that yeah. we love her. <laughs> that we're obsessed, and then yeah. she should be frightened. Um, no, so she, I, I must admit, I don't know exactly how it came, but I know that she'd written uh, a long post about it and had this hashtag. And it just went a bit crazy, didn't it? Um, in that people jumped on it and were sharing the different things that they had had said to them or uh, other women in their lives. And it is quite remarkable, actually. And I think Sarah Bessie uh, probably <laughs> did not prepare herself for the amount of attention it got um, and the discussion that came out of it. Because I, I don't know if... What, I didn't see a lot of it, but the stuff that um, she was replying to, you would just realise, like, wow, this is um, a deep-rooted issue that she's opened yeah. up. Yeah, I think so. And it really um, seemed quite similar to me than the everyday sexism hashtag. Yeah. And um, it almost as though it's, it's actually quite a similar thing, but it's just in a different forum. Um, I've just got this up on my laptop at the moment, so should I read out a couple that yeah, are on this yeah. hashtag? So they're things that 
other people have probably heard um or maybe even had you know said to them so one of them is you're a strong christian woman and that might be why you're not married yet oh my goodness like um <laughs> fortunately for us we've got fabulous men but um i definitely know that yeah that's something i've heard said about um one second i'm just like scrolling through trying to find some and uh people would take you more seriously if you looked a little bit more fashionable people are actually hearing that in church which is kind of a bit mad and um yeah maybe I, must, I, I must admit there was one thing that stood out i don't know um there were a few like guys obviously joining in as well but in a in a positive way um in the sense of like understanding what has been said but uh i saw one uh by a guy who said oh the summary of things only christian women hear is that christianity teaches that men are in control of everything except their own sexual desires oh i love that and it was interesting because there was lots of like there was lots of like you know you need to dress a certain way because your calls your you know the person in your youth group, the man in your youth group or church leader or whatever to lust after you or whatever. And it's just remarkable, actually, when you say those things out loud, it is genuinely remarkable that those things are said, yet at the same time, there are women being told, well, you can't do all these other things, but just by existing, you will lead them into this, you know, and it's just, oh, I don't know. My heart just drops actually reading it all. Yeah, no, exactly. And and one um, one woman who is, uh, I think, a senior pastor and um, said a, a guy came into her office and requested a meeting with the um, senior pastor and basically wouldn't believe that she was the senior pastor and, <sighs> you know, things like that. And, and even just, like, you know, we're both Anglican and this phrase, you know, like lady vicar. And you're like, no, yeah. no, no, it's just, she's just a vicar or a lady priest. yeah you don't say well I guess people do say like a a lady doctor and it's just really patronizing and I think probably shows that it's not the norm when you no longer have to have lady at the front yeah um yeah and and it is really true if you did just um you know swap in uh, men for women would these things be said to men well no not really you know the the thing that has really struck me though is the sort of the backlash of like uh people wanting to take the thread take the hashtag to be a positive so they started to uh share really really positive things which is fine and actually i think that highlighted even more of what the church is battling is that we can't actually we struggle to handle criticism, don't we? Especially and, and create internally. space for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and allowing space for people to share um, rather than being like, oh, you just have to forgive. It's like, actually, no. Um, Jesus heard people's stories. People, yeah. um, and I think people really long for their stories to be heard. And so sometimes, rather than saying, well, you just need to forgive the man who said that to you, or sometimes the woman who said that to you, um, rather than saying... You know, let's hear your story and create yeah. a space where it's safe to do that where it's not you slamming the other person it's just being honest about your experience and then yeah. you know potentially leading to a place of forgiveness but not you know not forcing forgiveness on people yeah or perhaps it's even just like it makes us really uncomfortable doesn't it because it's like oh well this is really negative and this looks bad and and also that's not my experience well 
I think that's that's the thing is actually this might not be your experience. I, d- I don't feel I've necessarily been massively oppressed by the church, but that doesn't mean those experiences that people are talking about aren't valid. And also um, it almost um, is similar again to, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter uh, hashtag yeah. and, and being used oh, in yeah. the States and people being like, all lives matter. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah but by saying black lives matter you're not saying that other people's lives don't matter but it's actually drawing to attention um police brutality essentially and um structural changes that need to happen so saying things women here in church you know um or things christian women here you know all these positive things you're like yeah that's great but can't we just let this space be kind of unadulterated by your your agenda and i think it was mainly men going on and it just wasn't rather than saying i hear you i was surprised by how many women as well were were trying to to show they were affirmed which was good which was really great but they totally missed the point and it is like the all lives matter you are missing the point like it isn't about you and I think that is that is the thing. It's, it's been able to see someone else has experienced this. Someone else has a valid um, point of view about how the church has let them down, you know. And and actually, this is a real chance to go. Let's 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 confess. You know, that is a spiritual discipline. Let's confess what has happened and what is going on, and let's let's ask for the forgiveness we need, and let's move forward and let's be positive. Because I think. I think Sarah Bessie really sums it up really well that you can you can love the church but also see where it has caused harm and and, her. Yeah. and I think and it's not just you know women I don't know being told that they won't find a husband if they go to bible college or you know they're too loud like actually the ramifications of this are um you know I, I think it goes as far as kind of a, forcing women to stay in abusive relationships because it's seen mm. as you know well if you're a strong woman like it must have been something you said and and although I don't think many churches would explicitly say that what it's actually telling women is that their experience isn't important and um yeah that that really it's their fault that they need to manage yeah. particularly men's reactions um, and what yeah. they what they look like and what, what they're doing is so important rather than, you know, their safety and their sense of calling. I don't know if I've like mm. rolled in, I've probably rolled in a couple of things there, but um, I just think it's naive to no. say this is just about what you're wearing rather than this yeah. really affects people's, the trajectory of people's lives. Yeah. And and it's an inherent thing. It, it becomes there's a there's a shame issue, isn't there? There's all sorts of things like that that come from that because you are then self-conscious of yourself. You you aren't owning who you are because you're being told to be different. Whereas a male perspective isn't like that. I don't I mean again, I'm not I'm not male, so I don't know exactly, but generally it it isn't, you know. And and there is there is something about how our girls and how women are um, are treated in the church. And I think probably one of the reasons that there's a backlash to it is because it highlights this ugliness. And that's not good for the church, is it? Mm. You know, they don't want that. And also it empowers women. It really empowers them to go, you know what? Look at this. There's all these experiences and it's not okay. And what's really interesting is that any point of kind of 
revolution is because of new technology. So the printing press mm. allowed the Reformation. This is my church history lecture is coming Love coming this. up. You know, it allowed the Reformation because <laughs> it allowed um, ideas to be shared in a way that just you know couldn't happen at all before. And um, you know now. The internet, I think, has been a really incredible thing for women. And um, there's there's been another article that we won't really talk about um, today, but an article came up where people were talking about, you know, authority on the internet. And, and oh, yeah. Yes. And um, some people are saying this is just really not helpful in that, you know, social media and, and blogging particularly has been a real source of um, women being able to outwork their ministry. And I would say personally it is um, like, you know, that's been my experience. And um, I, yeah. I kind of, you know, I don't think necessarily we're having a reformation, uh, you know, about to kick off. But I do think that this is a similar thing of shit, ideas being able to be communicated in a way that isn't through hierarchy. Um, mm. You know, like in the Reformation, where it, it suddenly wasn't through priests, it was you know people being able to share uh, kind of pamphlets and things like that, um, which is quite ex- exciting. But my experience of this, um, you know, I've I've grown up in a in a home where you know my mum kind of taught me to be kind of kick ass, really, <laughs> you know, and um, <laughs> but you know, growing up where women weren't preaching, women weren't leading at all, but really knowing that that was um, something that God was calling me to do. And, you know, I've, my experiences lately have been, um, you know, going in and, and meeting people for the first time and then wanting to talk about theology with my husband, who's ordained, but actually out of the two of us I'm more theologically qualified than him and people just completely not focusing their attention um on me at all and and part of that is to do with the fact that he's ordained but I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that he's male um and and the other thing which I kind of didn't put as on this hashtag but I definitely could have is I've been kind of thinking a little bit about you know my role in church leadership and, and whether ordination could be a route when I've um talk to people the first thing particularly men who are my age you know they're in late 20s and they have children like me and the thing is like oh yeah but you um you you study part-time right and I kind of take a step back and and I I've now I'm really taking a leaf from you Sheila because you always (laughs) when people ask stupid questions you kind of give them stupid answers (laughs) and I just love this um you know when people are like so I, I feel that I might have been a bad influence <laughs> so you know well, your thing is like oh you know you guys thinking about having a baby like just over coffee after lunch you're like uh no because Ellis isn't fertile and like just drop that bomb yeah. <laughs> and so my thing is just asking them back you know you're asking me are you going to study part-time I'm like well are you going to study part-time and you can see they're like oh oh and kind of you pull it up pull them up on it which is quite fun a bit mischievous I know I don't know if it is though because I think sometimes yeah use be mischievous be humorous or whatever but sometimes you do just have to like call out these things and do it at the time because I think quite often these things take a bit of root and then they play on your mind you know and you and you start to question oh you know should I be doing that part-time maybe you know am I doing the right thing and actually as as women like why would you not go and do the same thing like why being a why would being a woman change yeah, exactly your direction you know and I guess I guess that's the question you know there's there does tend to be like you can't 
like it is a hard balance and particularly if if you do end up having children like there, there is a balancing act isn't there um and those roles but those roles are shared mm. you know and I think that's the thing that comes back to me it's, it's little things it's like daddy daycare isn't it oh it's not daddy daycare they're parenting oh Ed, Ed you know, like, like it's, he it's... really does someone's like oh are you babysitting someone else who's ordained and it's <laughs> like no I'm being a father <laughs> boom Drop the mic, walk but off. But it's very subtle. Yeah, yeah it, but it's, it's very subtle, isn't it? Because we have, it's like holding yourself to account as well for the language we use when we talk about these things and stuff. And and I do find myself like trying really hard to be aware of it because there's so much subtle, um, I, I keep on wanting to say oppression and it's not well, oppression I know that, and I know it's limitations. That in, um, in term, when people are talking about um, kind of everyday racism, which kind of draws us on to what we wanted to talk about next, really, they talk about microaggressions. And I, you know, mm. um, so being um, asked whether you have a train ticket when a white person wouldn't be asked, it's a microaggression. And yeah, it's quite yeah. hard to pull someone up on it. And it's subtle. Yeah. But if you live your life like that, it's um, oppressive. It's an oppressive st- structure, yeah. essentially. And um, kind of what this leads us on to, because we said we we both said we wanted to discuss this, was that after this things Christian women here hashtag came out, there was um, another hashtag came out pretty soon afterwards called um, things Black Christian women here. And um, yeah. do you want to explain that a bit, a bit, Sheila? Uh. Honestly, I think you would explain it better, but um, it's just it's just catching on. Like basically a lot of uh, women of color were commenting, weren't they, on um, the thread and saying, if you think this is bad, you should hear the things that women of color have have had said to them. And also it's it's kind of in a context of of feminism in the West really being from kind of privileged white women that tends to be. Um, where a yeah. lot of the a lot of the platform is given to white women, and um, really, feminism isn't kind of true unless it's incorporating all women. Um, and so I've actually got the hashtag up, so I can just read a couple. Um, so someone says, you know, sees five black people in a congregation, and someone says, um, I love that your church is so diverse. Um, <laughs> and um, people saying you know racism is no longer an issue it's a thing of the past and um Ugh. you know jesus loved everybody so as a christian we should say all lives matter um you know don't talk about racism it's not christ-like and um, the one that really struck me was um someone saying it's just the silence from white christian friends about systemic racism mm. um yeah well actually isn't silence one of the biggest statements we're making like I think uh, this whole thread is really interesting because it really picks up on the activism that seems to be capturing America at the moment in response to he who shall not be named um but it is a really interesting one because there's like a big growing number of white women in particular who are sort of starting to campaign and feeling you know angered and and wanting to, to actually do something and it's a bit like guys like it isn't just it isn't just your issue now is it it's like it's only activism if it's going to be on behalf of everyone and therefore you know the minorities have been have been fighting the establishment so to speak you know for a long time get with them like it's not your it's not your fight it's our fight you know and I think 
I think it says a lot like about white privilege yeah I've been listening Um, we are incredibly lucky like to be in that position but use it for good do you know like I, I just think we don't acknowledge our white privilege enough. And that is like, I I said, I can't remember, I think I tweeted ages ago, like I pray every night for Barnabas to be able to use his male white privilege for good, not evil. After what happened in 2016, I just felt like this is not happening. And And sadly, I want my male white son to make a difference because I believe it takes men and women standing together to make the biggest yeah, difference. Yeah. I've gone on no, a tangent. No, 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 it's great. Sorry. Um, personal story, it's great. It's just what we need. Um, yeah. So I... <laughs> but but this thread yeah. is worth looking at, yeah, isn't it? Like in terms of really totally. understanding um, that that struggle, if you think what happens to women generally, like having a look at what happens to minority women is even even yeah, and, and a lot of people said you know any kind of write-up on um the hashtag you know things christian women here now needs to include things that black christian women here and um i like totally agree with that and actually um a friend of mine um got me into a, a podcast when he heard that we started podcasting he's like oh a friend of mine um has a podcast it's it's three um women like us um called truth's table and i was just listening to it uh, this morning it's three black women in the states talking and um i really recommend it actually it's really great um great oh. like christian women um really speaking kind of yeah truth from a, a black female perspective um which is something that like i'm really lacking in terms of you know who my friends are and the media mm-hmm. i consume um but one of their things was and I kind of was I was doing the washing up while I'm listening so I'm hoping I've remembered it right but they were talking about people white people who say you know privately I agree with you and I stand with you but won't do it publicly because they're like you know I'll lose Mm. my platform or all of these things and you know when we talk about privilege and it's like using our privilege for good it's one step further than that because it's actually giving up some of our privilege um, you know, mm. and and so in terms of you know male female um, privilege, that men need to say, I will give up some of my speaking dates so that women can be on the panel, mm. and that will mean that I will get paid less, mm. and that will mean I will get less exposure. But I'm going to do it because it's the right thing to do. And and for um, mm. you know between like white women and black women, it's kind of going you know as a white woman, I have this amount of privilege and. I am willing to give up some of um, the space that I'm taking up essentially in discourse so that my black sisters mm. can um, can essentially be equalized. Like, you know, and, and we, I can't stay where yeah. I am and lift them up. We need to, you know, I need to essentially mm. um, give up some of the, my space and um, my privilege in order to raise them up. Mm. Yeah, and that that's a really valid point, actually. And that's really helpful to be reminded of, actually. It's like saying, wait a minute, like, I can actually allow them that that platform, like you say, if I am willing to put myself second as opposed to first. Um, it's interesting. I went to the uh, Woman to Woman conference, that premiere. My friend Maria. Run, which was your friend Maria and it was brilliant I, we had I went with two ladies uh from East Ham here and it was just 
we had such a great day. It was just, it was brilliant. And uh, it was, I, I think I might pronounce her name wrong, but Charlotte Gamble came and, um, and uh, she was talking in one of her talks, her final one, she talked about Naomi and Ruth and her message from it was just that, you know what, it's, it isn't a competition for, for women. It's, we all win. So when you win, when you're successful, I'm successful and vice versa. And we should want that for each other. And that should go across the kind of ages that should go across ethnicity. We should all win you know like if and particularly for women like the comparison and uh contrasting your successes and oh well you know if if they get that speaking engagement then i don't and and you know it's it's i mean it's i mean this is from someone who doesn't have speaking engagements obviously <laughs> but um it, it really challenged me to think about actually yeah i've got to be really careful with thinking that there's a scarcity of um of goodness for us all actually i want my minority sisters to have a great life and to not be afraid or to not have um you know the these this oppression so therefore that might mean i've got to put myself back yeah, does that make sense. sense i don't know it, it was just brilliant i wish i'd yeah that would probably be a different no, podcast it's actually, fine we can, we can get but back to great. that on another podcast yeah. Thank you, Maria. Um, yeah, thank you, Maria. One thing that I've really tried to do is, um, like you, we've kind of said before that you and I are living in quite different situations. So uh, you're in East Ham in London, which uh, for anyone who's not familiar with that is really like hyper-ethnically diverse, essentially. That, would you say that's kind of a fair representation? yeah. I would say that's very, very um, fair representation. And the food yeah. is obviously amazing. Which is why when we come, <laughs> which, we which always have curry. Which is why I'm forced to <laughs> <before. laughs> uh, yeah. But um, where I live is pretty much the opposite of that. It's, um, yeah, very mm. white area and, um, yeah, and, and politically very different as well. Um, and I'm, I'm really aware that because of the places I've lived and, the, you know, because of that and the, the circles that I've moved in, most of my friends are white white middle class you know university educated like that's like they're like me and I think most of us our friends are like Mm. us um but actually the joy of social media and and I'm not saying in any way that this solves it but one kind of small step that I'm trying to take is um just who I follow and uh Mm. yeah I've started following um more women of color um like christian women of color particularly Mm. because i just realized that my kind of social media narrative was missing their voices and it's just been um Mm. i wouldn't say it's been transformative but it's actually been really helpful uh to include those voices and particularly when things like this hashtag have come up because i haven't had to go seeking Mm. for their voices they've just now been in my timeline which uh yeah has just been really yeah. great i'd really recommend it to anyone to just really mm. uh, christian buzzword intentionally uh go and, and, and seek out those voices because uh, yeah oh definitely i i did that after um after brexit i realized that i i did not have a diverse enough uh, echo chamber and uh i think you need to you need to know more about how people think differently to you as well and those experiences and I think in this day and age you know you can't claim ignorance because it's all there isn't it you can you can know 
and and actually it's all of our responsibilities and that's me being someone who's a bit lazy about yeah. finding out yeah, stuff no, definitely. so <laughs> i think i think that's a great example to uh yeah improve your timeline so your we would love to know yeah. what people think about this and yeah you can comment and mm. uh get in contact with us online and um what we would also really love it is we're now on itunes because we're like a proper podcast if you it, oh my it is life incredible <laughs> um if you could go on and uh rate us um nicely of course that oh my goodness no. is this like tinder christian not christian tinder, tinder. <laughs> Do you rate people on no. Tinder? Is you that can the swiping thing? Do you swipe left, swipe right? Either way, yeah. can you, if if you think that swipe us talking um, over the phone is um, worth five stars, we'd really love it if you could go on because it would just mean that other people can find the podcast more easily when they're looking for Christian content. But yeah, that's my little plug. Yes. I yeah. love it. Rate me highly. <laughs> right, right do we get like little appraisals we, i think every six months do we want to continue yeah. with this are we running out of things yeah 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 can we can we shut the microphone anyway off? i think that's probably us done for this episode but um yeah do get in contact online we'd love to hear from you so it's um yeah bye from me katie and from me sheila we'll talk to you soon okay bye bye <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of podly women Please subscribe so you don't miss out on another episode of Faith, Cake and Laughter.